0: Awesome. Well, good morning, church. Allow me to extend a warm welcome to you this morning. It's great to be here in the room with you guys today. And of course, welcome to everyone over in the chapel. Trust you guys are going to have a great morning this morning as well. And of course, welcome to everyone else joining online with us today. It's just so great that we can gather and worship together. And I want to let you know that Carl and Ange, our lead pastors, are out ministering at our QE2 campus this morning. So we know that they're going to be a great blessing to the team over there. There's been some great things happening over at our QE2 campus. So I encourage you to keep them in your prayers. Does anyone want to admit this morning, like who's, who's caved and put their Christmas tree up already? 21st of November, who's, who's got the decorations up already? Yeah, okay, there's a few people I'll admit, I've caved where I've I've, I've submitted and said, yep, after the service this morning, we'll set our tree up. We're gonna go home and do that. It's definitely a little bit earlier than normal. I'm normally a December 1st, because you see, my birthday is in November, right? My birthday was last week, so I don't want anything stealing my thunder (laughs) before Christmas comes in. So I'm going, no, December 1st. But I said, no, okay, we we can set up our tree after the service today. It's definitely a bit earlier than normal, but I think, you know, people are really just looking forward to the holiday period. I think there's that sense of excitement around the upcoming Christmas time. It's like that light at the end of the tunnel, that glimmer of hope in the midst of everything else going on. Because hope is what we need, isn't it? Isn't hope just such a powerful thing? And you know, I mentioned a a few weeks ago as part of my message that I really feel in my spirit that the world is noisy right now. The world is noisy, and it's not a physical noise, but there is just constant activity. Constant information coming our way, things are continually changing, there are new situations and circumstances developing around the world every day, we've got so many different sources of information, we've got Instagram, Facebook, news apps, radio stations, there's TV news, websites, friends and family, and then you add in the COVID factor and all of the uncertainty and frustration that that brings, it's like the volume gets turned up a notch. And it's not pleasant noise. It's not harmonious, it's convoluted and fast and unpleasant. You know, Anna and I did a wee sort of a mini experiment the other week where we scrolled through the first 10 or so headlines on the Stuff News app, just flicked through the first 10 or so articles that popped up. And you know, out of those 10, eight of them were related to death or serious injury, 80% of the homepage was noise about terrible things. The world is noisy right now. And it is exhausting. It's exhausting. I feel it. And I sense there is this fatigue that we're all feeling right now. But this is why the message of hope is so important the hope that Jesus has overcome this world, that he is above it all, that he is in control, that he is with us through whatever we face. That is our hope. We have hope, but so many do not. For so many, this hope is not a reality in their lives. And I believe that now more than ever, the sound that needs to be coming from the church. Coming from you and I is not an incoherent racket of noise around a whole, th- whole range of different things, but a beautiful united symphony of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. That the noise that needs to be coming from the church is Christ and Christ crucified because He is our hope. He is the hope that we cling to and he is the hope that people need right now we need to carry that hope and so this morning to encourage us i want to take us through 5 of the promises of god the promises of god for you and i the things god has promised to us in his word promises that we can hold on to that give us Hope through whatever we might face. And the first is that God loves you. God loves you. And it sounds so simple to say God loves you. You're like, yeah, John, oh, I know that. We talk about that every week. That's just part of the basic curriculum. I know that God loves me. But as simple as it sounds, This is the greatest promise you can ever take a hold of. This is the single greatest truth that you can build the foundation of your life upon. That the God of all creation, that El Shaddai, God Almighty, the God who breathed the galaxies into being, who holds the world in the palm of His hand, the one who sits outside of time and calculated the laws of physics, the one who is seated in the throne room of heaven, surrounded by hosts of angels, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. That God loves you. He loves you. And here is his promise to you from Isaiah 54. For the mountains may move and the hills disappear, but even then my faithful love for you will remain. My covenant of blessing will never be broken, says the Lord. Regardless of what takes place on this earth, regardless of what kind of mountains are moving in your life, Right now, the faithful love of God will remain. God loves you. It sounds so simple, yet so often we forget. But God's love is the basis for all His promises. And we need to understand God's love for us. If we're to truly understand everything He says and He does, He loves you. He loves you. And then his second promise this morning is that God has redeemed you. Romans 3.23, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard, yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. God loves you so much that He doesn't leave you where you are. He has redeemed you. And the word redeem in its origin means to buy back, to to purchase back. Something is redeemed when it is purchased back to its rightful owner. And through the fall, we had become slaves to sin and death. But through Jesus, we have been redeemed purchased back to our rightful place as sons and daughters through his death on the cross. This means you are set free. The sin that once held you back no longer has any hold over you. It is no longer your master. You have been brought back, purchased. You are clean, forgiven, set free. You are a new person on the inside. But not only are you a new person, but the promise of redemption means that through the Holy Spirit, God is continually transforming you each and every day. Because I know for me in my life, like I know I'm redeemed. I know that through accepting Jesus and choosing to follow him, I know that I've been set free. A transaction has taken place. I'm made right in his sight. My old life is gone. I get to walk in freedom. I know those things are true. But it certainly doesn't always feel that way. There are still parts of my life I wonder, God, are you sure you've redeemed that? God, are you sure you're still working on that? This part still seems pretty messy. This part still really needs some work. Are you sure that you're still working? But regardless of how it feels at times, we can trust in the promise that God is our redeemer. As Philippians 1, 6 says, I am certain that God who began the good work in you will continue His work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. He has begun His work in your life and He is faithful to see it through. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your progress. Don't give up on working in those areas of weakness, building those new habits. Don't give up breaking that addiction. Don't give up on reading the Word, spending time in prayer, worshiping Him. Let that promise give you hope. Hope. Hold on to hope. He is still working and He will see it through. He is your Redeemer. Promise number three, God will strengthen you. God is our strength. I take a hold of this promise all the time. God, give me strength. God, be with me right now. Holy Spirit, strengthen me right now. I need your presence with me to get through this. And listen to his promise to you here from Isaiah 40. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. This promise says that regardless of your physical stamina, regardless of what is going on in your life, whether you are young, old, male, female, strong or weak, no matter what you are facing, those who trust in the Lord will find new strength, strength for a new day, strength for what you are facing. His promise is that He will give you the strength you need for when you need it. You will soar high on wings like eagles. Or in other words, you'll have a bigger picture perspective you'll see things from a new perspective, see them in a new light. And God does this for me all the time. When I come to Him with my burdens, The things that are weighing on me, my struggles, my complaints, my frustrations, the things that just seem so big I can't get through them, I bring them before God in prayer and in worship. And this is what prayer and worship does. It lifts our eyes off of our current situations. It lifts them up to that bigger picture perspective, lifts them up to the glory of God, and suddenly those things are not as big anymore. Suddenly they don't weigh on me as much as they used to. The situations don't necessarily change, but my strength to face them does. Because have you never heard? Have you never understood the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth? He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He is never out of control. He is never surprised, never caught off guard. He is still on the throne and he is with you. He is with you, working things out for the good of those who love Him. He will strengthen you. The fourth promise is that God is your provider. You know, in Jewish culture, the name you gave to something or to someone carried a lot more significance than it does for us really today in our context. You didn't just give someone a name because you liked the sound of it or because it fit well with your last name. No, for them, the name you gave something signified a part of their identity. It revealed their character and their nature. It was a statement of who this person was going to be. And one of the names of God in Scripture is Jehovah-Jireh, which translates to the Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Not the Lord can provide. Not the Lord sometimes provides, but the Lord will provide. God's promise is that He will provide for your needs. He will come through for you because it is a part of His very nature It is part of his character to provide for you, to make sure you have what you need. Now it's needs, not wants. Wants is a different thing. God wants to bless us. He totally wants to bless us with the desires of our heart. But his promise is that he will provide for your needs. For the things you need in life, he will be your sustenance and your strength. And listen to how Jesus describes it to us in Matthew 6. This is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wild flowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, "What will we eat?" What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. He will give you everything you need. And I feel that someone needs to hear that this morning. He is your provider I just feel there's someone who's facing some situations in your life. Maybe it's financial as you come up to the Christmas period. God's promise is that He will provide for you. When you seek first His kingdom, when you put Him first in your life, when you say, Jesus, you're the centre of my focus and my attention and my worship, His promise is that He will give you everything that you need. And then His fifth promise is God will come again. He will come again. Part of the hope we carry is we know this isn't all there is to life. What a wonderful hope we have that regardless of how difficult things might get here on earth, we know this isn't our final destination. This isn't even our home. We have an eternity ahead of us spent in the loving presence of God. How's this for a promise to look forward to from Revelation 21 verse three? Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain for all these things are gone forever. If you want to live a life of hope, live with eternity in mind. Live with an eternal perspective that no matter the situation right now, one day he will wipe every tear from our eyes. There'll be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain or COVID-19. What an incredible promise we can live with today. He will come again. We have an eternity spent in the presence of our Saviour, the presence of God, where the things that are wrong with this world will be made right again. If the band would like to come and join me, that'd be great. God loves you. God has redeemed you. God will strengthen you. And God will provide for you And He is coming again. These are just some of God's wonderful promises to us. Promises that we can hold on to and declare in faith to give us hope. We can declare these promises over the things we're facing in our life. It's the Word of God written for us when we face things in our lives. When we're facing times of lack, we can declare in faith, "'God, I know You're my provider.'" God, I know you can provide for this situation. When you're at the end of yourself feeling weak and weary, God, I know that you're my strength. Lift me up on wings like eagles. Give me your strength. When you're feeling the lies of the enemy that are telling you you're worthless, that you're not gonna amount to anything, God, I know that you love me. God, I know that you sent your son to die for me. I declare again those promises. When things are getting difficult, Holy Spirit, thank you that you are with me today. His promises give us hope because they're not empty words. 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him, amen. God is trustworthy and true to keep His promise. And I share these with us this morning as we head into the Christmas season with all of the noise that that will bring. Let's continue to be a church that brings hope into people's lives. Let's know and hold on to the promises God has for us so that no matter what happens, we will be able to stand firm as a beacon of hope for the world around us. But this is why developing a habit of reading the Word is so life-giving for us. Because it is through His Word that God's character and His promises are revealed. I and mean, when Jesus fasted for 40 days in the desert, He went 40 days with no food. 40 days. I struggle to go 40 minutes without food. If I'm more than 40 steps from my fridge, I'm starting to get anxious. But Jesus went 40 days with no food. And then on top of that, He was tempted by Satan himself. You know what sustained Jesus in that time? What equipped him was the Word of God, illuminated by the power of the Holy Spirit. When the devil tested him, Jesus' rebuke was, It is written. It is written. Jesus knew the hope that was written in this book, the promises written in God's Word, the promises that still apply to us today. And I know I've given you five of them this morning. But if that wasn't enough, I wanna give you some more. Because like I said, I'm feeling the world's getting pretty noisy. And so if you'll allow me, I wanna take 30 seconds to change the tone of that noise a little bit. Isaiah 41 verse 10, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Psalm 23, verse one, the Lord is your shepherd. You have all that you need. Psalm 139, 17, your, God's thoughts about you, they cannot be numbered. They outnumber the grains of sand in the ocean. Deuteronomy 31, verse six, so be strong and courageous for the Lord your God will go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. Psalm 32, verse eight, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Jeremiah 29 11 For I know the plans I have for you says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Isaiah 54 17 No weapon turned against you will succeed. Psalm 9 verse 9 The Lord is a shelter for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. Job 36 7 He never takes His eyes off the innocent but He sets them on thrones with kings and exalts them forever. That's just the Old Testament. Matthew 11 28 Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Philippians four verse seven. His peace will guide your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4:13. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Romans 8, verse 1, now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 28, we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love Him. John 8, 36, who the Son sets free is free indeed. Philippians 4, 19, He will supply all your needs from His glorious riches. 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but love, power, and a sound mind. And Matthew 28, 20, He is with you always even to the end of the age. It is written, we have this hope. You have this hope. The promises of God. Take a hold of them afresh this morning. Would you stand with me if you're able? I would love the privilege of praying for you today. You know, out of those five promises I shared, I'm sure there's one that sort of stands out for you in your life. Might be all five. or there might be a few that, yep, I need to be reminded of that promise this morning. And whatever they are, I just ask, if you would bow your heads, close your eyes. I just wanna pray these over you and you can just agree with God in your heart and say, God, I take a hold of your promise again this morning, whatever it is that you need this morning. This is for you over in the chapel as well and everyone joining us online, you can join in right now as well. Holy Spirit, thank you that you are here. Thank you that you're with us, that you're moving. And God, I thank you for the promises that are found in your word the promises of God that are yes and amen. And Lord, whatever people are facing right now, Lord, where people need to be reminded that you love them, fill them afresh with your love right now in Jesus' name. Whether they have carried mindsets that they're not lovable or that you're distant, I pray you would break those right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. God loves you. Whether there are those feeling trapped by their sin feeling the guilt and the shame. God, remind them that You are their Redeemer, that Jesus has paid it all, that He won the victory on the cross and now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Remind them that You're working. Remind them not to give up. Give them courage, give them boldness to carry on and to allow You, Holy Spirit, to work in their lives. Where there are those that are weary, God, strengthen them right now. You say we can come to you when we're weary and we carry heavy burdens and you'll give us rest. Holy Spirit, strengthen them right now. Where there are those feeling a sense of lack in their life, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord will provide. Lift their faith, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray you would answer the cries of their heart where they've been stressed out or unsure about how they're gonna make ends meet. Holy Spirit, would you just supernaturally come through for them in Jesus' Name? I feel that's for someone this morning. God is gonna come through for you. He's gonna meet you where you are. He is your provider. And for all of us, Lord, remind us of the eternal perspective. That what we face right now is just a small blip in the image of eternity. Remind us of the hope that one day we will stand before you in the throne room of heaven and be welcomed in with open arms as the prodigal son came home. Hearing those words, well done, good and faithful servant. This is my child and whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased. Lift our eyes, Lord, this morning in Jesus' name. And we're about to sing a song now called Nothing Else which simply declares that whatever's going on right now, we want nothing else other than Jesus because He is our hope and He is the hope that this world needs. So as we sing this this morning, let's take hold of those promises again. Let's sing out in faith over whatever we're facing that we just need Jesus. Whatever is going on in your life right now, the answer is Jesus Christ. Lord, we just want You. Let's worship him this morning.